Welcome into a brand new episode of 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman coming to you from Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas. And today is a very special episode. Uh, not only do we have Zurich Classic coming up, which is a team event. So I figured let's bring in my partner, my teammate, my wife, Armina, is here making her podcasting debut. Now, you wanted me to introduce you as... Um, Dr. Armina Raisian. Uh Also, I believe it was uh, Director of Marketing and Operations at Rick Run Good LLC. Also, it was... I don't know. Was there another one? Armina Run Good. Armina Run Good. Welcome <laughs> to the first pod. Thank you. I didn't know you were going to get all romantic with it. <laughs> it's a team event. It's a partner event. Yeah. Well, I'm your partner. I'm so excited to be here. You're terribly nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no worries. Uh, just, you know, you're in a giant fishbowl at the win and you'll do, it's not technically your first time being on the podcast. No, it's my first time being on the podcast, not from my own office, like at home. Correct. So that's more nerve wracking. You, you wanted to do a couple of icebreakers, which, uh, I did not necessarily <laughs> know what to do as far as icebreakers go. So what I did instead is I, I found kind of like a uh, current event that I wanted to talk through before we jump into the tournament preview. Okay, okay. cool. So, I hope I don't get canceled from this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> so Washington Post story today. A gentleman, this is great. Uh, the FBI has arrested Nathan Nelson for stealing 80 golf carts from golf courses and reselling them. Okay, have you, you didn't see this. Either. No, over what period of time? Years. How did he do this? Oh, years. Yes, and he did it all over the place. He did it in North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Missouri, Ohio. So here's what he would do. He would stake out golf courses, park nearby, rent a truck, park nearby. At night, go in there, uh, all golf carts basically have like a universal key. Yeah. Right. He would drive them down the street into the back of his truck and he would resell them on like Facebook or Craigslist. A lot of effort. Like what is the, what's the profit on that? Great question. So <laughs> uh, a, he was selling them like for half their value, which is usually a pretty big red flag, right? Yeah. Like if you see something on Craigslist right. and it's like, this thing should cost 5,000, you're selling it for three. It's either a knockoff or it's, it's hot. stolen. It's yeah. hot. Uh, so he was selling them for like three grand. He sold 70 of them. So like 210 grand over a couple of years in this scheme, scheme that he has going on. Scheme. Oh, uh, I mean, at least he's not like a murderer. Okay. If we can get past the ethical dilemma of committing a felony, because he did this across state lines, which is why he's going to prison for two years. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good little idea. Yeah, because no one's going to notice one golf cart missing. One golf cart missing. Some of these places have hundreds of golf carts, right? One goes missing. Uh, they're easy to offload. Yeah. You have a universal key. If you go in the middle of the night, no one's keeping eyes on these golf carts. It's actually like a pretty good little... Yeah, and people have golf carts all the time. Like, people just have golf carts in their garage. Cart. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like the neighbors are like, oh my gosh, this guy has stolen golf carts. Like, they would just think he has a golf cart. You know how he got caught? <laughs> oh no, his neighbors. <laughs> so he used the same Penske moving truck for a lot of them, which I guess makes sense. You have to rent a truck. You couldn't just put it in the back of your pickup truck because if you were driving around with a golf cart and they were looking for a golf reported stolen golf cart, 
Yeah. That would probably be bad. So he rents a, he rents a truck, but he used the same Penske moving truck, which has GPS in it, obviously. Okay. Because, because if you rent a truck from U-Haul or Penske, right. they, and you take off with it, they want to be able to find you. So obviously they all have GPS in them. So still, though, how did they catch him? Well, the reports of golf carts. Being oh, so they did notice them missing. At some, they were reported stolen. Okay. Yeah, okay. stolen, yes. And they matched the movements of the Penske truck. To the, yeah. Correct. Okay. Here's the other big one. Oh, no. <laughs> this the <one's>, neighbors. <laughs> this one's the best. Um, so he sold 40 of the 70 to the same guy. I don't know if it was like to another golf cart or something like that, or a golf course or something like that. He didn't remove the pencil from the cart with the golf course name on it. So the buyer, when he worked with the FBI in the investigation, had the 40 pencils from these carts. Oh and they God. were able to say, oh, yeah, a golf cart was stolen from this place, this place, this place, this place. We have all wow. the pencils. Wow. Details. You can't overlook the details. You got to remove the pencil. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's like 101. <laughs> it's a really rookie move. <laughs> Anyway, um, sold 70 of them, stole 84 golf carts. Uh, he's going to prison, which is, I mean, it's not a shame. He should go to prison, yeah. but I kind of, it's not a bad idea. I guess it's the nonviolent crime. So, you know, I can't be that mad about, about it, but it's theft. It is theft. And apparently <laughs> uh, when you do it across state lines, it's even worse when the FBI yeah. gets involved. Okay. Checks out. Zurich. Zurich Classic. Mm-hmm. What do you know about the Zurich Classic? Uh, I didn't do any research, so. That's good. I asked you not to, actually. I Yeah, and I didn't feel like it anyway. Um, <laughs> You weren't going to either way. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one is the team event. Correct. That's why. Oh, that's why this the all team. Makes sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think they're in twos. And yep. I heard it was like a big deal that it was like Victor and Colin. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. So 80 teams of two. Okay. They're partnered up. The cut's 33 and ties. So you start with 160 golfers, you get down to like 66 or so, close to that 65 and ties cut number. They played in Avondale, Louisiana, TPC, Louisiana, which is 15 miles from downtown New Orleans, which you've, you've been. Twice. Been there twice. Yeah. <laughs> Once for like, was like an optometry conference thing. And then the other time was just for fun. How is it? I've never been there. Um, I don't remember that much, but I think it was fun. <laughs> So uh, if you miss the cut, you can stay and hang out in downtown New Orleans. You can, you don't have to wait till the weekend. You can do it after your rounds. Par 72, 7,400 yards. And we are very much in Pete Dye season because this is another Pete Dye course and a relatively young course at that 2004. The greens run at a 12 on the stimp. What, do you know what that means? Um, it's like something to do with how fast they go. And it's not, okay, hold on. I know this. It's not a speed though. It's a distance. It's a distance, 12 feet. Feet. So basically you put it in the stint meter, it rolls down, however far it runs out, that's your number. So slower greens go less far. So they have a lower stint number. And faster greens go for, like Augusta National was 14. Pretty high. <laughs> darn, darn two and water in play on eight holes. Very scorable. We're going to get into the, the really unique format that this event has. But before I do that, most of this course is below sea level, which I'm aware of in new Orleans that like, you know, you take a shovel outside and you put it in the ground and like water comes up or whatever. But 
Um, some like we we would have to adjust our clubs when we got there, coming from two thousand feet of altitude at in Vegas and going to below sea level. Yeah, because it would go not as far. That is correct. This is the fifth year that this is a team event. Not always used to be a team event. So we've got uh, past champions as individuals, Billy Horschel, Sung You'll Know, Justin Rose, Brian Stewart, 2017. Flip to the team aspect. First team champions, Jonas Blix, remember him, and Cam Smith at 100 to 1. Billy Horschel and Scott Piercy in 2018. Ryan Palmer, John Rahm in 2019. No event in 2020. That was canceled. 2021, Mark Leishman, Cam Smith. Did you notice Cam Smith's name was in there twice? Yes. Only golfer to win twice as part of the team event. Billy Horschel has won this twice, once as an individual, once as a teammate. Which feat is more impressive? Uh, probably the former. Wait, what? Wait, what? So, so Cam, wait, Cam as Smith a, winning it twice? Or? As a team, I think it's, it's more impressive. Twice. Oh, winning as a team is more impressive twice. Is that not true? I don't know. It, there was no right answer. Oh, I, then I just took a guess. <laughs> why? Um, I think well, you're right. you have to deal with like the chemistry yeah. of that's it's like why being in a relationship is harder than being single because yeah. you have to deal with the the you know chemistry of the other person and their vibe and all of that. I think you're right. 2022 offers 1.2 million dollars up top for each golfer. They each get that, which is pretty nice. And they, I don't know if they split the FedEx Cup points or they get some variation of it, but uh, it is a pretty nice event to be, to be at if you, can, if you can figure it out. We're going to talk about how some of these guys get paired together, which is always the fun little thing, but I'm not ready to get there just yet because I want to go back to the format here. So 80 teams of two, uh, down to 33 and ties during the cut line. First and third rounds, they're playing four ball. Second and fourth rounds, they're playing four sums. So there's... A lot going on. Four ball, rounds one and three, is Armina. Um, four ball is when <laughs> you all hit a ball. Good start. And then you go to the place where you all hit it. Okay. And then you all hit the next ball. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically that's true. Four ball, everyone plays their own shot. Everyone plays their own ball. Oh, yeah. So that's like regular. Yeah, right. Okay. So four ball, easy way to remember it. There's four balls in play. Everybody plays their own ball. Lowest score counts for your team. You make a birdie. I make a double. We take your birdie. Okay, got it. Also so like considered best ball. Cheating. I, I wouldn't consider it cheating. That's the rules of what we're, of what we're <laughs> dealing with here. But, but yeah, so, uh, you know, if I make a double or a triple or a quad, doesn't matter. If you make a par, we're taking your par. We're not right. adding them together. We're not averaging them. We're not doing anything like that. Low score, that counts as a team. That's rounds one and three. That's when things, um, that's when things go really low, right? Because you can imagine when you've got two professional golfers out there trying to make a bunch of birdies, trying to make a bunch of eagles, you just need one of them. Right. To post for you, right? It's It would be pretty uncommon for both golfers on the same hole to make a bogey, right? If guys make bogeys at a 12% clip, they're unlikely that they both make bogey on the same hole. So we've seen 61s, 62s. We've seen 60s a couple of times. Um, Zinzun Zhang and his partner a couple of years ago went 60 in best ball, 80 in the next format, foursomes, and missed the cut. 20-shot difference between rounds. Wow. That's the correct reaction to that. Um, <laughs> 
So that's where you're going to do a lot of the scoring. And th- that, okay, I'll get to that in a second. Second and fourth round, foursomes, which obviously Armina means. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I don't know. Foursomes is when, um, like, I hit my shot. Yep. And then you hit the shot that I just hit. Okay. So, so if Colin hits it yep. to the fairway, then Victor hits it from the fairway. Okay. Or is that alternate shot? Or is that the same thing? Same thing. Alternate shot. Yes. Foursomes <laughs> is indeed alternate shot. This is where things get a lot more difficult. You have issues with guys playing different golf balls, right? I play a Pro V1. You play a TaylorMade TP5. They spin different. We got to figure all that stuff out. Generally speaking, the person who hits the second shot, that's the ball they want to use on that hole, mm. right? Because get the spin right, all that fun stuff. Um, additionally, it's not, uh, I get this question asked a lot. Well, shouldn't they just choose the best driver to drive on every hole? Yeah, we thought of that. You can't do that. You have to alternate. One guy's going to tee off on the evens. One guy's going to tee off on the odds, which makes it fair. Because that I way you can't that. put right. Bryson. Best, right, with like Colin. Yeah, that would be devastating. Did you like how I knew that? Yeah, we're getting into a rhythm here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this used to be, so foursomes, anything under par is good. Alternate shots, very, very difficult. There is a lot of experience in play. There's, it's, just, it's just hard to do. Uh, they used to have this the other way. So rounds one and three used to be alternate shot and then four ball for two and four, which I didn't like as much because you'd see somebody come swipe in a 61 on Sunday. They were never in contention. They steal the event. Alternate shot under pressure of the moment on Sunday feels like what I want to see. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Me too. Awesome. I love that. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think what else here. Fantasy format, fantasy wise. It's very, very different. The DFS preview this week going to be weird. The tools on rickrungood.com probably going to need a little bit of a makeover. Some finessing. A little bit of an overhaul. So what they did last year is each pair of golfers uh, were the same price. So Colin was 11,000, Victor's 11,000. And you can't choose both of them. Mm -hmm. You also get the same number of points for both of them, no matter what they do. So for example, if you were in the four ball format and Colin makes nine birdies and Victor makes nine par, like they're getting the same score. All the, all the points are, are scored evenly, uh, which I imagine for DraftKings and for the fantasy sites, that's probably the only way they could do it because keeping track of the stats and who made what, especially when you get into alternate shot is almost impossible. Do they, so you can't, like you physically can't pick two guys that are on the same team or if you do, like you're going to lose. I believe they will not let you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think um, I think there'll be another column this week that says like team number or something like that. And it, the system won't let you choose two golfers from team number seven. Got it. For example. That makes sense. Which is going to be really weird for ownership because it doesn't matter. Like if you want to play the team of Colin and Victor, it doesn't matter who you pick. Right. If 30% of people want to play that team and 29 pick Colin and one pick Victor, it's the same thing. So then maybe ownership should be by team number instead of by golfer. Look at you. Yeah, you are just on (laughs) an absolute roll. That's exactly right. Um, Key stats for this week. So this is, we're going to get into the teams in just a second, but there's a lot going on. Uh, Birdie makers, putters, experienced complimentary players. Let's take these one by one. I kind of alluded to birdie makers a little bit, Armina. 
where I <laughs> what? I just got really uncomfortable with all those words. Yeah. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable with all these people walking around outside? Um, I'm just trying to have has you. anybody stopped and stared yet? Yes, a lot of people. I, I'm there, not in people my usual took pictures. Like, I don't I'm not in my usual spot at the at the at the desk, but you can't see. I can't see as well. I can see that in my peripheral. Okay, let's focus on the birdie makers. Birdie makers. Um again, making bogeys is not the worst thing in the world for half the rounds because it's unlikely that your partner is also going to make said, oh, there we go, a couple, couple onlookers. Hello, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's unlikely that two guys are going to make bogeys at the same time. So you just want prolific birdie makers. I think Doug Gim, Justin Suh, I think they did pretty well here last year. Those are guys that are just like feast or famine. Kind of what you're looking for. So volatile golfer. Volatile is good. Volatile is very, very good this week. And then when you get to alternate shot, obviously birdies are good, but alternate shots more of a... I don't know, kind of like an experience thing. You'll see guys like Matt Kuchar who play all these, you know, President's Cup and Ryder Cup and QBE shootout, like where they're constantly doing alternate shots. It's not something you practice all the time. So guys that have experience doing it, guys that might be from the same manufacturer, might use the same golf ball. Kind oh, of is that how they're teamed up? Well, we're going to get to how they're teamed up. Okay. Not all, so that there's a lot of ways to get teamed up. Uh, not all of them are from the same manufacturer. Got it. So some of them are going to have to play cross ball this week, which sounds like a challenge. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> um, putters that kind of falls into birdie makers and falls into hot volatile guys. The one, one of the, I don't want to say easier, one of the easier ways to make a lot of birdies or to be volatile is to get hot with the putter. So no surprise that we've seen what Cam Smith win here with Mark Leishman. Uh, Billy Horschel, Scott Piercy would not call Scott Piercy a good putter, putter by any stretch of the imagination. Billy Horschel's putter can get hot. Cam Smith won a second time. John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, both those guys could roll the rock that year. I think that's unfortunately one of the, it's going to be hard to predict, but that's kind of one of the ways to get to the top of the board. See what I did there? I threw that over to you. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't accept it. This is, yeah. yeah. I pitched that over to you. I was supposed to chime in so you can take a breath. Yeah, that's okay. Do you need a breath again? No, no it's okay. <laughs> I need a lot of them. Yeah, I need a lot of them, but I'll be okay here. Uh, experience, we talked about a little bit. There are just guys who play this format more than most. Uh, guys that have played in Ryder Cups, guys that have played in President's Cups, guys that have played this event, obviously, guys that have played um, the QBE shootout is another one of these. Even some of those like wonky pro-ams that you get. Uh, there is a little bit of it because you're going to see guys that are always together. And I think that's important because you got to be comfortable. The one thing that some of these teams will agree upon before the week is that they will not apologize to each other. What do you think about that? That would be so hard for me because as you know, I'm a serial, I'm sorrier. Yes. So that would be so difficult. Because the idea is there's no need to apologize. Obviously, you're trying to do your best. And it just adds like another layer of like, if you put me in the fairway and I hit a bad second shot, oh, sorry, Mina. Now you have to like save me. It's a bad, it's a bad vibe for the team, isn't it? I guess. But like, it's just a form of communication. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. Coming from a self-described yeah. <laughs> serial apologist, of course you think there's nothing wrong with saying sorry, but okay, fair enough. Uh, the other thing is complimentary players. Ones that give good compliments. No, I'm oh, kidding. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> what does this mean? Like what we were talking about with like Bryson, who's good off the tee, mm -hmm. and then uh, Colin, who's like great with his irons. 
Right. They're complementary. They're not the same, but together they make a whole. Perfect. Yeah. The yin and the yang. Yes. So uh, if you can find, this is not perfect, but if you can find great ball strikers and great utters, uh, now you're onto something. The idea around that is more for alternate shot where if you can stay on script, your good driver hitting a good drive, your iron player hitting uh, a good second shot, and then your guy rolls the rock on the, on the putting greets, like staying on script is very, very good in alternate shot. The problem is if you have two distinct golfers where one is just a good ball striker and one is just a good putter and you get off script, you're cooked because now your ball striker's putting, your putter is hitting the second shot. That's like the recipe for disaster. So while I think complementary golfers are good, I think they're also the more highly volatile teams to have because they have to stay on script. And if they do, they're going to be great. If they don't, they're going to be horrible. What about like, you know, some of them are like, there's like a par four and then right after that, there's like a par three. And so you have to kind of plan that part out too. Yeah. So they'll look at the skin. They'll look at the holes before the event and they'll say, okay, well maybe the par threes, three of them are odd number holes. Well, I, I want to hit those. So I'm odds. Got it. And I'll tee off on the odds. You tee off on the evens. Ideally you find guys. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the composition of, uh, I guess I could pull up the scorecard for TPC Louisiana, but yeah, ideally like your threes are either all odd holes or all even holes. That would be nice for alternate shot because then you could really plan it out. Yeah. That would make more sense. The thing that I'll do on rickrungood.com, and I did this last year, so I know, I know how to do it. So I'll definitely figure out a way to do it this year is I'll average the teams together. So you could look at like the last, whatever number of rounds that you want and see total strokes gained, how they break down. I think last year was, don't quote me on this. It was like Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd might've been a team. So I think there are a couple of Georgia Bulldogs or Georgia ties. And Todd is your really good putter, really good short game guy. Chris Kirk was your better ball striker and they rated out really highly. So it's kind of, it's not an exact science, obviously, but I think that that is, one of the better ways to look at it, as opposed to saying the opposite of that would be the Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley pairing, which they're just awesome in every category. I don't know what's better. I think probably awesome in every category because then there's a little more flexibility in case someone does go off script. But I wouldn't describe Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, our defending champions, as two guys that are good in every category. Well, it, the, the rule doesn't apply all the time, <laughs> but uh, if you were to go off script, it would probably be better to have a teammate who's good in every category and for you to be one who's good in every category. I would argue the complimentary guys have won more often. Obviously winners are not the end all be all because you could have Top second, fives, second yeah. through 10 be the complimentary or the, uh, the all around guys. But I mean, Leishman and Cam Smith both, both don't necessarily drive it all that well. Kind of short game players, Palmer and Rom. That's kind of a cheat code because you had Rom and then Palmer's super experienced here. Horschel and Piercy. Piercy cannot putt. Um, which we got to be careful. He's a Vegas guy. He might be walking around. He cannot putt. Uh, Billy Horschel, on the other hand, would have been doing the ball striking and then Jonas Blixton and Cam Smith. I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. I think I prefer the absolute extremes this week. Because I think that's what it's going to take to win. Yeah, or also just a ton of luck. That would also be handy. Yeah. A ton of luck would also be handy. Uh, before we get into the trophies, oh my goodness, and the belt, here are some of the names, some of the notables in this field. And we can talk about how some of these guys got paired up. Uh, I believe they are listed in terms of 
got to be OWGR or something. But Cam Smith, Mark Leishman back to defend their title. A couple of Aussies play together a lot. Ooh. They're, they're probably not going to be the favorites because we've got a Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland's group coming up. But Cam Smith, Mark Leishman can certainly get around. No surprise why they're together. They've won here before. They're great buddies. No concerns there. Scotty Scheffler, the brand new number one player in the world, Masters champion, is with Ryan Palmer. Weird. (laughs) Good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Ryan Palmer, legit. Does he blackmail these guys? So he has played with Scotty Scheffler. John Rahm and Jordan Speed when, when they were all like at the peak of their powers. Is maybe Ryan Palmer's just like the like the best guy. Like if I should, if you said, hey, pick four guys to play with or three other guys to play with from the PGA tour, maybe Ryan Palmer should be in there because clearly he's very, very likable. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe, you know, he's really fun to like go out to dinner with and stuff. So then they're like, maybe he'd be fun to be on the same team with too. Maybe he pays for dinner. Maybe he plays for golf. Pays for golf. I don't think these guys pay for golf all that. There was a story that Rory McIlroy hadn't paid for golf since 2005 or something outrageous. (laughs) Which I believe if Rory McIlroy rolls up into a clubhouse, what are you going to do? Turn him away or say, hey, can I get your credit card? It'll be- How old is he? uh, 32 probably. Rory McIlroy Wiki. He was born in 89. So- Oh my gosh. He was actually born- Twins. In May of 89. Is he a Taurus? Um, I, I felt a little Taurus energy from him. <laughs> Let's find out. Taurus is... Just tell me when he yes, was born. Yes, May 4th. He's a Taurus, yeah. which... Uh, what is the Taurus energy that you felt uh, about it? Stubborn, him? which... I think Rory's stubborn? Uh, yeah, I think he's a little bit hard-headed. A little bit like a bull. Oh, that's the symbol. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I, do not, I do not think Rory is that, all that stubborn. Really, I feel like you I think have he's almost to be too a, amenable to like to a fault. No, you're. Uh, that's. I think that's like Victor. I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know these guys at all. I don't know why I act like I know. What that's I'm okay. Talking about. Rampant speculation is basically <laughs> the name of the show. Colin Morikawa, <laughs> Victor Hovland. There's your favorites, which they should be. They are what two top five players in the world. Um, when this pairing came out, it was. Uh, everyone lost their their minds. Last year, Morikawa played with Matthew Wolf. Victor Hovland played with Christopher Ventura. I don't know what those conversations were this time around to say, uh, sorry, boys, we're going with each other, right? Like, yeah. Wolfie, sorry, bud. I, I got to go with Victor this time. I would be like, I don't blame you. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> it's like a breakup call, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, are these guys going to be mic'd up? Oh, I doubt it. Oh. Why? Uh, that would be fun. I feel yeah, like they, well, they would have a fun conversation. Golf doesn't always do fun uh, very well. But, but yes. this Netflix thing might, oh, you know, be involved. You think Netflix is going to the Zurich? I mean, right? Why not? That's the best time to be mic'd up when you're with a partner. So they're talking to their partner and their caddy. Yeah, I agree. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, Victor and Colin. So there, that was rumored for months that they were going to get together. Then obviously news came out. I remember ago. that because it was like, I think it was right before the scramble, right, right before an episode of, a, of the scramble. And then that's when it got announced. And then you guys talked about it. That sounds right. Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley. They've played together on US teams. The experience is there. They're all around golfers. Um, I don't think they've historically done great in this event. I can look it up, but that's, that's like the, 
if you made me bet a team to finish inside the top 10, that would be the team. Because I just think they're so consistent, high floor. Maybe the ceiling isn't as high as we would like, but that's that's a solid team. Billy Horschel back with uh, Sam Burns, who I think Billy got with Sam Burns before any of these last three wins. I thought Burnsy should have been like, all right, Billy, it's been fun, bud, but now I'm a three-time PGA Tour winner. I'm going to go find myself somebody else. Yeah, but Billy made the investment before Sam popped off. You think so, that's what it is? Yeah, so it paid off. He's he's built up the, uh, the, the equity. equity. <laughs> yeah. It's like how uh, I married you before you popped off. <laughs> you think I've popped off? Thank you. <laughs> Louis Ustase and Charles Schwartzel lost in a playoff last year. I heard it was, an, I, th- I heard it was pronounced Charles. It is. So when I'm on with Mark Gimmelman, I say Charles because I don't want to insult him. But I also feel like if I say that to you, it's a bit pretentious. Oh, okay. But it is accurate. Charles Schwartzel. It's also very difficult to say. I guess if if you only speak one language. Oh, man. This (laughs) was a horrible idea. Sorry. (laughs) This was such a bad idea to do this. Uh, Louis sprayed one into the water, I believe, on the second playoff hole, essentially ending their chances of beating out Cam Smith and Danny Willett. Terrell Hatton, who did I say? I said Cam Smith and Danny Willett. I met Mark Leishman. I was reading ahead to Terrell Hatton and Danny Willett. I believe they've played together before. A couple of Englishmen. That makes sense. Bubba Watson, Harold Varner III. I don't know if they've played together before. Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, Ian Poulter, Shane Lowry. Okay. Early, interesting team. I want to know what their odds are. Shane Lowry's been awesome. Knocking at the door. Ball striking the heck out of it. Poulter is, at times, the hottest putter on planet Earth. Meld them together into one player. That's a pretty exciting little... And they both have a ton of, like, European team experience. They do these weird formats all the time. I don't know what the odds are going to be, but that feels like an interesting target. Doesn't this kind of remind you of, like, when you did that Frankenstein golfer thing? Like, this is kind of like that, right? Yeah, Yeah, very much so. Trying to find who fits with who. Uh, Will Zaltor's Davis Riley could be interesting. Max Homa back with his buddy Taylor Gooch. Joaquin Neiman, Mito Pereira. That could be kind of cool. A couple of Chileans. Let me just scroll down and see what else we got going on here. Richie Warinsky, Peter Uline. I think I might be wrong on this. Uh, I don't want to say that. I'm not sure if that's true or not. We'll look it up and announce it later. We'll look it up and announce it later. Doug Gim with Matias Schwab, not with Justin Suh. Doc Redman back with Sam Ryder. Um, there was another one down here because I texted Bo. Okay, how about this? Bo Hostler. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Bo Hostler. Sahith Tagala. How's Have that you been working on your pronunciation? Do you know what the connection between those two are? Bo Hostler and Sahith. Let's see. Are they the same? Uh, oh, what school did Sahith go to? Okay. They're both from Texas. No. Georgia. No. You, you, were all, you should have you stopped at what college did Sahith go to? Uh, Pepperdine. And so did Bo. No. No. Good guess, though. Uh, I don't know. So did Bo's caddy. So did Sahith's caddy, I believe. So they've got the Pepperdine connection and they're both from uh, or grew up in Southern California. Oh, oh, I knew Bo did because he's from Mission Viejo. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was the connection because I I was like, what? It's it's weird. It's a weird thing to ask. Right. Why are you two together? Right. Like, because then he has to be like, why not? (laughs) (laughs) He has to be like, I don't know. I either like I couldn't get someone else or. 
Or like there's this six degrees of separation thing. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it's an awkward thing to ask. And I was like, how, how, how did this come about? Or like. Did you ask that on the episode? No. Oh, okay. So I was like, I did not pay attention then. No. Kurt Kitayama, Vegas guy. Mm-hmm. Cured at Affy Barn Rat. Mm, love that name. That's the all name team. Yeah. Kitayama. Kurt mm-hmm. Kitayama cured at Affy Barn Rat. Mm-hmm. Come on. Strong. Uh, those are, I believe, the notables. Who would you have liked to have seen together? I don't, this is not. How about, um, well, Bryson's hurt. Dustin Brooks Johnson. Brooks and Bryson. Brooks and Bryson. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. A couple of big boppers. Yeah. I don't, I feel like neither of them would talk that much though. Yeah. There'd be like zero words said in that entire Yeah. Group. But if they're not mic'd up, I don't care. Play. Uh, I suppose that's true. Or, Yeah. I guess it'd be more entertaining when they are mic'd up and nothing gets said. Like, I, No, it's so boring. That's oh. just like regular golf. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so we'll get the odds out next week. We'll see the pricing, but I imagine Morikawa and Victor Hovland probably going to be like, boy, six to one. I think the favorites last year were Cantlay and Xander at eight to one. I bet you Victor and Colin are probably less than that, uh, shorter than that. I, the, the saving grace, I suppose, are the defending champs, Smith and Leishman back. Also, Scotty Scheffler's now just meteoric rise. So I don't think they'll be, when, when that was originally announced, I think people thought they were going to be three to one mm-hmm. or even money. I don't think we're going to get that. Six, seven, eight to one is probably my guess. Uh, and we'll bet it. I'll bet it. Okay. They're probably not going to win though. It's actually really hard to do this. It's, yeah, it's really hard to win the team event. Every time you think Scotty Shuffler is not going to win, all of a sudden he wins. Dude, he's a nut. I know. He's an absolute <laughs> nut, that guy. Um, all right. Let's do trophy time. You have the picture up? I am pulling it up. All yes. Right. So, trophy rating time. Uh, do you know what this trophy is, by the yes, way? Yes, I do. Did you know before you read the outline? Yes, okay. I did. What is it? It is a fleur de lis. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? In French, you pronounce the S. Uh, generally, American English, it would, you would pronounce it fleur de lis. But in French, you do pronounce the S? Yes like counterintuitive. Yes. Okay, so I said it French. Correct. <laughs> um, the reason I know this is because this is the flower, like this is like the symbol for a sorority that I was not in. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I know it. it's like it's the Kappa Kappa Gamma symbol. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get to that reference at any point in this golf podcast. So it is a crystal Fleur de Lee, which I cannot unsee the New Orleans Saints logo. Oh, yeah. It's that too. It's also that tile that a lot of people put in their bathroom. Correct. Yeah. This is a very common, uh, your Simple. sister has this in her, in her bathroom. Which one? Uh, cool. In one Danny's room. Oh, Danny's. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's what I always see. Um, so, okay. It's quite sizable. Do they share it? Because they've got one trophy and a set of belts. That's the hardware given away for this. So do they share the trophy or are there, is there a duplicate? Um, I did not do my research. So I don't no, I'm know. not asking you for facts. I'm asking you to if wildly I to speculate. Guess, yeah. <laughs> I would say there is a duplicate, but for like the pictures, they hold it together. So it's like a, we're a team. And then they mail, yeah. mail them to each of them. I think so. 
That's probably true. The crystal aspect of a trophy, I don't know, man. It feels like it is... Fragile. Well, I, definitely fragile. It's like the cheap way to get like a nice looking one. Like you can't go wrong with crystal. Like, like I think it's going to generally look good, mm-hmm. but there's, I don't think there's a lot of thought or effort that goes into a crystal trophy just because it's like, well, we, you know, we crystallized it. It's going to look good. Like it's never going to look horrible. I don't think it's ever going to look great. It's a solid floor trophy. I don't know. I, I love the look of it. I mean, it's so, it's very elegant looking. I hate it. Really? I don't hate it. It's just, I, okay. Do you care at all that that floor daily is just wildly overused? Like they just completely leaned into the safe, like the, the low hanging fruit of New Orleans was this and they crystallized it and they handed it out as a trophy. I mean, why is it low hanging fruit? It's a, it's the symbol of New Orleans, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I just made that up. That's probably not. How about the belts? Because they're not real. So I told you about the belts last night and you were like, oh, like... Um, Rest, I thought it was like WWF. WWE. Yeah. Or WWE. Sorry. Belts. I'm old. Uh, and I was like, no, smaller. And you were like, oh, like a regular... Like a belt for my belt jeans. Buckle. And I was like, no, bigger. <laughs> You're like, there's something in between? Yeah, this is, this is in between. I mean, yeah, they look like they still kind of remind me of like a WWE belt. Well, you wouldn't be, WWE would not be caught dead with those things. It's been a long time since I've watched. Um, I don't like them. They don't hold your pants up. They look weird. I don't know. They do look kind of weird. The other problem is the bigger you are as the athlete, the worse it looks. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. Um, because it goes like, oh, it's just a, a really awkward thing. I don't like that the, the trophy has a hollow base. I don't like. You could wear it like a hat. Okay. Now, if they wore it as a hat, I'd be more interested. <laughs> uh, you have to score this out of 10. Um, I mean, I like it. No. So, especially if you get your own, I might, maybe I'll get one for our house. Um, let's do, (laughs) (laughs) let's say, I, I think it's a 7.32. Yikes. What did you like more? The RBC Heritage, the William, Sir William Innes, or this one? I think I like them in different ways. One was more like. Well, that's the, that's the problem. You have to like level the field and decide what's better. Okay. I don't like that one as much as this. Wow. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, see, apologizer. This could lead to divorce, <laughs> I think. I'm not going to get that one for our house. Um, yeah, I don't think I like that one as what much. What did you that, give That it? one would probably be like a 6.1. And you gave this a 7.32, I think. 7.32? I think that's what I said. You went to a hundredth decimal point? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll go with 4.2. I don't like it. I mean, it's four not two the worst. zero. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 4.20. Sure. I just, uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's slightly below fine. If five is fine and average, this is slightly below that. Okay. You can have your own opinion. That's okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, should there be more unique formats? Like we, we get the team event, we get the match play. That's basically it, right? Okay. So here's the problem. The more unique formats there are, the harder it is to compare this tournament against that tournament and then how does this player play as a whole? Why do you need to compare tournaments against one another? Um, maybe not compare them against one another, but maybe use them like to try to be either predictive or look at a trend or 
to do like an OWGR situation. Hmm. I just, I think it's probably harder. Like, how do they do strength of field in this situation? Because uh, the field- I don't, I don't think this is an OWGR sanctioned event. Okay, so then, then you're running into having fewer OWGR sanctioned events if you start doing all these different types of uh, formats. So- let me confirm that this is not an OWGR sanctioned event. I feel like you it should know be, these actually. off the top of your head. Uh, it does not appear that it is. Okay. No, it does not appear that it is. Um, okay, but but if but but as golf fans, who what do we care if they're OWGR sanctioned or if they're hard to compare to one another? Wouldn't you like to see? I w- I want to see a scramble where they take the best shot every time and have these guys shoot a fifty-two. They'd go shoot, like they go to 62 in best ball. They'd shoot 55s if you gave them a scramble. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to, uh, big J. Jay Monahan. Nice. His name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or I'm, what I'm actually quite surprised they have not done yet is mixed events with the ladies. This could have very easily have been, well, she's, I think that's coming. Oh, <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. Do you, have a, do you have a line to the, to the tours? <laughs> I just feel like that's the most plausible next step, right? Uh, I if they're doing pro ams, then do like pro pros. Pro pros, yeah. And what you uh, could ha- you could have a situation where you could have Scotty Scheffler, the number one player on the men's side, and Nelly Corda, the number one player on the women's side, playing together. Although she just had surgery, so she's probably out for a while. But um, that would be cool. It would be cool, but that's not fair. You can't put number one with number one. Oh, you think it's fair that Colin and Victor are playing together? They're going to shred these guys. You think, do you think, um, let's see. Do you think Danny Lee and Sangmin Bay are for, thrilled that Colin and Victor got together? Maybe for the first year of doing a pro pro, don't do that so that people want to keep no, doing pro pro. It'd be the same thing. Let them pick their, let them pick their partners. We should patent the name pro pro. I'm, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, don't think, think we have much there. I'm going to go with, we don't have much on that one. Um, all right. Any final? Thoughts? Oh my God, was that it? That was so fast. Time flies when you're having fun. Any final thoughts on um, this week's Zurich Classic? I don't think so. Thanks for inviting me on. I really didn't want to do it. Yeah, I know. I had to drag you here. How would you assess your performance uh, on this podcast? I don't, I think I'm going to regret coming on. Really? Yeah. Why? I think the. I think I'll have to disable the comments on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, why'd you tell this idiot to join? <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be good. I think the I think the uh, the run good community is generally a very accepting one. It's team event. We've got to tag team this. Yeah, I'm I'm just kidding. I don't I don't actually regret it yet. Right. We'll see. We'll see I how it goes in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Well, do you want to do you want to hit the outro? Oh. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Okay. Just, you know what? H- have at it. All right. I'm gonna look at the camera. Too. Okay. Okay. You can find Rick at Rick Run Good. You can find me at Armina Run Good on Twitter. This has been an episode of 300 Yards to Unknown, and we'll catch you next time.